0: I would like season two to begin with a record scratch and then <laughs> someone someone in voiceover saying i guess you're wondering how we got here a brief recap of season one somehow them getting out of the situation <laughs> recorded in our nerd haven studios this is pop medieval with your hosts dr richard scott noakes and nina McNaughton. discussing the intersection of medieval literature and pop culture on a semi-weekly basis
1: and now back to your podcast Oh, okay, so do you want to start us in the super spoilery uh, version of this?
0: So, for from here out, we are going to talk about spoilers for Kingdom and. Yes, if and you... if you're
1: just listening to this now, and you've already seen Kingdom, still go back. I would actually listen to our previous podcast yes. before this one. Yeah. Even yes. though, even if you've already seen it, because it gives you some cultural context.
0: Yes. And uh, if you have not seen Kingdom and you would like to stop listening to this episode, if you care about spoilers, but I
1: I would definitely this is one where spoilers. If I knowing what I know now, I would definitely want not want to have Kingdom spoiled for me.
0: Yeah, because it's a very good show. And just the uh, just the complexity of the show is something you'd want to see You'd want to pay attention to because it's a, it's a dense show politically. And the, again, that, that final episode, just, I, I was floored by it.
1: Yeah. The, the previous, the previous podcast episode we had, I had to keep saying in the middle of it, we're still not spoiling it because it is so dense that there's so much information in it that it felt like we were giving the whole plot of the series, but we were not.
0: No, we were not. Uh, we were and...
1: mostly giving what happens in the first 10 minutes at first. Yes. <laughs> that was half of it, so.
0: Yeah. The first episode is just is just setup, but yeah. no, let's let's what do you want to start off with?
1: Well, I'll let you, I I want to let you guide this one because uh I watched I just rewatched the first couple episodes. But like I watched the Full series a couple of months ago, so it's not as fresh okay. in my mind as as is to you. So, okay. why don't you go ahead and, and uh, lead this one?
0: Okay, so let's talk about how the zombies are kind of set up. Uh, we are meant to believe that the zombies are set up to be kind of like vampires. Uh, not that they suck. Not that they drink blood. Not right. that they suck. Not that they <laughs> drink blood. But because uh, I, I really don't like vampires. But anyway, um, they. They are active only at night. Yes. And they they are um, – so they – when the sun sets, and we see this in the second episode, uh, and I'm not going to go through a, a breakdown of each episode, by the way. I'm right. just going to talk generally about the rest of the show. But uh, in the second episode, you see that zombies rise from the dead, and there's this really cool shot. Again, you see it in the trailer, and this is actually how I get up in the mornings if I'm woken up before <laughs> seven. Uh, this one zombie or monster, she raises up from the dead, uh, or from asleep. Just, you know, she does this really gnarly backbend and, and stands up straight. As soon as the sun goes down, as soon as the moon comes out, um, she is on her feet and she starts attacking it, as do the rest of the zombies. Um, and the guardsmen actually find the zombies, underneath floorboards and hidden in the dark. And they find this suspicious. They think they're just dead bodies that, um, on Hun and Sobi and the rest of the the survivors of uh, Jool Hyun have, or, yeah, Jool Hyun, I keep mispronouncing that that hospital. The Um, hospital? Yeah, the hospital. They have stashed them under the floorboards, and they think the crown prince is behind this as well. Um, but it turns out no, the the zombies have gone to sleep when the sun has come out, and so we we as the audience are set up to believe oh this is just like a vampire lore that when the right. sun goes down that they're active, and when the sun comes up then they hide and you know they are uh, they're no longer active.
1: And one of the things I really like about this series, especially at the beginning, is. We know all about zombies and so we know how zombies work more or less, right? And the characters don't. And so the beginning of it play the the dramatic tension comes because we know what they don't. We have we have information that they don't have. But what's really interesting as you point out is not only do they come out of the dark, but we don't see them really coming out of graves because right. so they seem to be coming from under the floorboards, from under rocks and logs and like at some point, it seems like any place that something could get under,
0: will there's definitely scene, have a zombie under it. Yeah, there's at least one scene in. There's one scene where the there's zombies. They come out from under the ground because they're they're buried and we're meant to believe that. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, not, not not that we're meant to believe, but they were buried. Yes. Um. Because they were the yes, the zombies right. that yeah they were the zombies that um died on the boat
1: and right. the boat
0: washed ashore. And the people who happened to be living on shore when the boat washed ashore, uh, they ransacked the, the boat and they took all of the the royal stuff and ate all the food. They cooked the pig and uh, then they, they stole the silk and they saw all the dead bodies and they they dragged them off into the field and they buried them.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes, that's um, right. That's right. Yeah. The but field, that's the field full of dead. But but even yeah. there, the field is not laid out as a cemetery
0: no it's just like a shallow grave type
1: yeah thing. and so i think throughout there's a sense that everywhere that that everywhere you go any dark area probably has a zombie in it like that, yeah. that that becomes and that almost like the land itself is in many cases sort of rising up and trying to devour the people
0: yeah and this this becomes really urgent in as the the episodes go on because every time a city gets sacked or every time uh dead bodies get transported to a new city uh the the villagers get killed and that doubles or triples or quadruples the size of the undead right and so you know the stakes are constantly getting that much higher
1: yeah. And and this is one of the weird. Interesting problems of the show is it's becoming more and more apocalyptic. But as a viewer, you know, or at least you believe, you know, that it cannot end in a total, uh, you know, a total apocalypse because yeah. the world is you know, Korea is not currently overrun by zombies. <laughs> exactly. This takes place yeah. hundreds of years ago. Um, though it does take place during the Hermit Kingdom period of Korea where they really were trying not to be involved in the outside world. So if you're going to place it at a time in the medieval past, this is actually a good time and place to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because theoretically something like this could have happened and no one would know yeah. uh, about that. So
0: Right. And um, uh, then we get to, I guess... Oh, and then on Hyun, the the sick person, the the jerkwad,
1: yeah, uh,
0: uh, patient from the first episode. He becomes more and more important, and he becomes more and more capable. You see him; he's jumping out of windows, and he's jumping through doors, and he's quite a fighter. You see that he. You learn that he's been. He was a soldier, and I think they once. Yeah. At, at one point, they say he was a tiger hunter, or yes. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that was yeah. a euphemism or if that was just a. I think that's a
1: kind of unit, but I don't actually know the details.
0: Okay. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I wasn't quite sure about that. And, uh, but I'm, he, he had some sort of, he was a, a, a trained um, soldier, and he's using a rifle. So they, yes. they have munitions right. at this time.
1: Yes. Yeah. And But I think here we have, like, his character is, I think, an interesting problem dealing with the the ethics here because mm-hmm. at first he is,
0: he's unhappy. He, yes. at one point he's, he's walking away from the, I think it's dong. Oh, dong. Hey, dong. Hei, dong, dong Nei, and, uh, he goes to his village or it's, it's some village that he's, he's yeah. closely tied to cause there's a flashback and he's promising a child that he's going to return. And that in, in present oh, yeah. day, for, that uh, that he's in, uh, that village has been razed. There's nothing there anymore, and uh, he spits on the ground. He is not happy with. Or there's a um no, there's a memorial. It's like dedicated to, um, it's a war memorial dedicated to the um, something about a war with Japan, and he kind of spits on it. Yeah. So he's yeah he's very bitter, and he's got some he's unhappy with the the government
1: that's yeah, he's unhappy. And I I think he's also an ethical, I think he's a place of real ethical tension in this. So in the same way that the crown prince throughout has to, has to learn, he wants to be kind to the common people, but he doesn't, he knows he's super privileged, but he doesn't quite know how that privilege works. Mm -hmm. Um, In his case. So for example, Arguably, he's the one who truly causes the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. You're basically causing all these people to cannibalize yeah. the dead. And he's being totally unpleasant and etc. However, you do get the sense he doesn't eat. He doesn't eat the dead guy. And he doesn't tell anyone uh, until it's discovered that he's given them human flesh. And... There is a sense in which he's taking on himself the moral responsibility yeah. for for the cannibalism. So like, well, yes, they ate the dead, but are they morally culpable for the cannibalism if they didn't know it and in fact never find out? Yeah. Uh, they never find out because they just die. Uh, but they, if all had gone well, they never would have found out. You know, they would have just gotten healthier yeah i think throughout that throughout it we have him in these kind of situations where where he is a morally complicated person um mm-hmm. i think we're supposed to sympathize with him uh and see him as the downtrodden hero but he does things which we should think are inexcusable like making these people cannibalize someone
0: mm-hmm. i i found him compelling but again it was really hard to really hard to sympathize with him sometimes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he was on the front lines at the end and, and we're going to, we're going to have to get to the end here because it, it's just, it's, yes. it's right there. I think we got to talk about yeah. the, like
1: I think that's we what, gotta talk. If, to if you went to the spoiler free episode, yeah. the, 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 the let the spoilers fly episode, you want to talk about the ending of this.
0: We got to Okay. So, okay. So Soby is the very end is that Sobey is trying to find this plant that the doctor has, right. Written about in his logs, and it's this plant that's responsible for bringing some, the dead back to life. Right. And it's the, act, uh, it's the
1: active ingredient in the in the medicine, basically. Right.
0: And uh, the governor, who we haven't well, we've kind of mentioned, but uh, he's kind of got a crush on Soby, and he's been following right. her around, and he's very cowardly, and uh, but he's following Soby up this cold mountain, and you can kind of see this throughout the. The series or throughout the episodes is that it's getting colder and colder in, um, in Korea as right. the episodes are going on. And you can see this in the breath. You can see this uh, in the costuming. They're, they're putting on more clothing.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so just so people know, Korea's climate would be similar to the Midwest uh, of the U.S., uh, yeah. a little milder because it's a peninsula. So you know they have four seasons, and um, and it's mountainous, but the mountains tend to be low mountains. So think more like right. Appalachian, like Northern Appalachian would be kind of what Korea would be like.
0: Right. And so she's heading up this mountain, and she knows to find this herb or this flower in some place where it's cold all the time. So she's heading up there, and as she's heading up there, down in. Um, and I can't remember where they are, but anyway, the, the, um, village that they're, they're, they're on the wall and they're blocking off part of, is it Donghae again?
1: Don, I can't uh, remember. Dongnae. Dongnae.
0: Dongnae. Dongnae. Right. They're, I, they're, right. they're on the wall. And I mean, by they, I meant, um, the, the crown the, prince right. and his mentor, whose mentor's name is on, An, on I think.
1: No, I can't remember his name.
0: It was very close to Anyang. Mm-hmm. But uh, him and...
1: I'll interweb the, that for the, you while you go talk. Sure.
0: The, the city that Anyang is is from. And they have it blocked off because they're expecting the Minister Cho to head toward, right. this, toward him to arrest the Crown Prince for treason. and But they're also expecting the onslaught of zombies at the same time and they have the ramparts are are up they've got their archers with their bows drawn and arrows knocked and there are barrels of oil that are on fire and they are ready and i compare this scene to another episode of a show uh this year game of thrones the long night and you know if you haven't seen that don't worry i won't spoil that the, car- the character's name is
1: An hyun by the way.
0: Ahn-hyun. I knew it was close to that. But so where that episode of Game of Thrones, it was a, a an episode of fighting the entire episode. This episode didn't do that. It's just no. they prepare they prepare and they don't fight. The you know, the yes. the episode is maybe five minutes of preparing. You see people, you know, getting making bows right. out of bamboo and Uh, setting up boats, and on on docks, and everyone is ready, and uh, nothing happens. Right. And it's dark, and they're waiting the entire night. Uh, And no zombies show up, and of course, none none of the armies show up. And they're waiting, and they're waiting, and they're waiting, and nothing happens. And it's very strange. And we think to ourselves as the audience, and putting ourselves in the place of the crown prince, uh, okay, maybe this is over. This is extremely strange. And right. maybe there are no more zombies. What happened? And then it cuts to the mountain where Sobi is holed up and she is held up in this cave in this mountain where she has seen feet running back and forth across this pond. And no, it becomes very apparent. It wasn't it wasn't the sun that the zombies were hiding from it was the heat of the sun they were hiding from the zombies weren't afraid of the sun they were afraid of the heat and then suddenly it cuts back and the zombies are running through the mist toward the ramparts of this wall and then the show ends (laughs) yes and the show just ends and i I I didn't realize an entire hour had gone by and I thought, yeah, I I thought this was the climax of the episode, not the end. And I'm like, wait, what?
1: Well, and what we get here is what's interesting is throughout the entire show, the dramatic tension has been, we understand zombies. They don't, we understand zombies. They don't, and we know they're in danger that they don't know they're in. And we know what they have to do that they don't understand they have to do. And, As it goes on, like, I think by the time we're getting to episode five, I'm thinking like, all right, well, now this is going to play out in the kind of as we as we know that it's supposed to, because that's how the dramatic tension works. Yeah. And they then turn that back on the audience and use our expectations against us, Mm -hmm. Uh, because now we think we know the rules even better than they think they know the rules. Mm-hmm. But in fact, we know them even less than the characters yeah. know them because we we're we're overconfident in our understanding of what's happening.
0: Oh, yeah. Very much so. And yeah. So
1: so I and I think that it was it was just a masterstroke of how you play with the audience and and use our expectations against us in a way that we enjoy and we love.
0: Really showing us Westerners that <laughs> we don't know what we're thinking
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, if you're Korean, I mean, uh, Last Train to Busan or other Korean zombie, you know, shows kind of work the way you would expect them to work. Uh, Yeah. They work the way, uh, the way that we expect them. So um, it's not just us. In that case, it's everybody who gets the Koreans also, I would think, would be just as surprised.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. But that's and not also, the only
1: big reveal. <laughs>
0: that's true. The other the other big reveal, which isn't quite as a big reveal, is that the queen is actually not pregnant. Right. She is uh, faking her pregnancy and she is going to take the baby of one of the many pregnant widows or expectant mothers in her employ. Um, right. there's there is a scene of a woman giving birth and her, the baby cry, is born and then cries, and then suddenly stops crying. And uh, the, the other expectant mothers are waiting to hear if uh, the baby was healthy, and one of the midwives comes out and says, don't worry, the mother's fine in nursing, but it was a girl. Um, but I, I'm led to believe, no, I think the baby was just taken away because it was a boy. But I'm, I'm not quite sure what that scene was...
1: Well, like earlier when we see it earlier, yeah. when we see it. And of course, uh, Moo Young, the the, the crown princes, um, the head of his personal guard is his wife is one of the expectant women here. And so that's what, so we, we know that they're going to do something with the baby. We know that they want to snatch mm-hmm. a baby. And my expectation up until the end was the whole point of them being there was just in case she has a girl. Mm hmm. That they could swap it for a boy. Uh, yeah, but it turns out this is this is this is what I get back to. What I asked to in the last one was I'm I'm not sure what their plan was from the very beginning. It turns out that she was never pregnant at all. Yeah. Well, okay. So
0: because there were there was one scene in an earlier episode where Minister Cho, her father, says, "You'd better make sure that baby is a boy." <laughs> Right. And I'm because I, I was thinking to myself, well, does he know that she's not pregnant or does is he in on this scheme or, you know, how how much do they know that they're how much are they both in on this? Well, see,
1: what what I conspiracy? assumed what I assumed was he was in on the conspiracy, but like I assumed she was pregnant,
0: yeah. but
1: it the make sure it's a it's a boy was again the if she has a girl, but of course, and they could have done that. Like that totally could have been what they did, but that she was never pregnant adds an additional complication and the additional complicate and, and and given how much they carefully crafted the expectations, the audience elsewhere, I don't think this is a mistake. I suspect in the second season, we're going to, to get a sense of this the King has been dead for Mm -hmm. 10 days. Mm -hmm. Let's imagine he was dying of smallpox for a month. Like he wasn't, I mean, it's clear it's been a matter of only a couple weeks, but let's say he was, he was sick for a month. So she would have been seven months pregnant. Like at some point, does the King not realize, uh, you know, that the pregnant wife... Like, it isn't clear, first, how he has been deceived. Uh, the king has been deceived. And also, I think this gets an th- important theme, which is that they don't have any life to offer. Yeah. You talked about cannibalism before. Like, they're literally going to... They're figuratively going to cannibalize the children of these other mothers, including potentially uh uh Mu Young's son, mm-hmm. uh, they're personally going to cannibalize them uh to get a boy, but also she she has no life in her. Like this family has no life. Uh they have to, and and even to the king they just have to give a kind of unlife to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas and it's interesting because this is a this is a show in which there really are not like you get some senses that maybe uh uh no, I can't remember the nurse's name suddenly Sobi Sobi uh uh that's the Sobi you know you get some senses of like everyone's everyone's attracted to her right um but except for mu except for the personal guard's wife who's super pregnant and and this other woman like the main characters are not and and the other one being the king uh the queen the other characters aren't really involved in romantic relationships this sense Mm -hmm. of there there is this sense that life is threatened by kind of perverse parody of life Uh, you Mm -hmm. know for in order in order to you can't just become a zombie you can't just become a zombie he has to eat the dead i think it's important that the assistant of the the physician who gets eaten at the beginning is a child. Yeah. uh, Not an adult assistant, right? He's consuming the young and we find the young being consumed. It's not, you know, the, the scene you were talking about earlier uh, in the earlier episode, it, there isn't very much about children wanting to show piety to their parents. It's more about parents wanting to take care of their dead children, even when the children are adults. Now of course all those relationships happen but the ones that get developed are the ones where the older generation has survived whether that older whether the the younger generation is a child or not and of course there's the threat of having to return the child to to the home right that there's mm-hmm. throughout this there's this question about can life go on or is the older generation going to completely consume Uh, The younger generation, even the older generation that's desperately trying to to protect the younger generation. So the whole plot would have worked exactly the same way if she had given birth to a girl and we'd done the same thing. So I think either there's a plot point in her not ever being pregnant that will be developed in the second season or uh, it's a thematic point that there's no life in her.
0: I wonder how they're going to develop a second season. I know it's been renewed for a second, but I, unless it's going to start with a huge battle. I I I would. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like that battle was, it was amazing that they set us up for this huge battle. And when the battle wasn't happening, it looked like, really? Yeah. You guys are going to, you guys are going to set us up and then not give us the battle. And then to give us, a twist that made it even worse than it was before.
0: Because yeah. they pulled all of their dramatic. armaments back in. Everyone yes. was going back home. They were going to get some sleep. And then that's when the attack started happening.
1: Like, And, and uh, one of the big debates in that sixth episode mm-hmm. is the people who are outside the gates. You know, Do you let yeah. the people in or do you not let them in? And that's the big dramatic question. And that's the moral question that the characters have to deal with. And it isn't clear that it made any difference right. uh, in the end because, as it turned out, the zombies didn't work the way they thought they worked. Yep. They worked, They were completely different. So they set us up with – so the characters have this moral dilemma. You know, it's like when a friend says, hey, let's get together and do something. And you're like, yeah. And then the day of it comes and you're like, ugh, I just want to go home. I don't want to do this thing. And then your friend texts you advances, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. And you're like, oh, too bad. But really, what you're thinking is, yes, right. There's a little bit of like,
0: I get to stay home, watch another episode of Kingdom,
1: right. Some people got to make a good moral choice, and yeah. didn't suffer the consequences. And some people got to make a bad moral choice, but they were not vindicated by circumstances. <laughs> so, so you might as well have done the good thing because it didn't make any difference.
0: That's true.
1: Uh, it didn't make any difference. You what scored you're moral,
0: do. you scored moral, you scored moral points though.
1: Yeah. I think we have in here this sense that this winter, like, I guess I suspect that, that the second season is going to be going to have to develop over the winter. Yeah. And we also have this lake that's full of, uh, corpses that they've sort of thrown down into the lake and weighed down into the lake. Uh, yeah. Who they? Who the King has bitten or eaten. And I, Wasn't clear on what we were to make of that because the king, he clearly wasn't eating all of them. Uh, I mean, the entire person because there was plenty to throw into the lake. So he was only eating a part of them or clawing them up or eating their brain or it isn't clear what they were doing.
0: It's also not clear how they're not rising. Yes. Unless they're just kind of thrashing around down there.
1: Well, yes. And so what I was wondering is, if we're looking at a situation where we're going to have a frozen lake, uh, yeah. as winter comes, uh, although interestingly enough, when Hanyang is, is in Seoul, so it's up a little further North than, than Dongnae, which is in the South. So Hanyang should have even, yes, winter is coming. Hanyang should have an even bigger problem. <laughs> it took me a second for that to register.
0: Set it up for you.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, actually, now that you mentioned that he, that uh, the the one character uh, whose name I've forgotten the uh, oh um,
0: an, hun, an Hun,
1: If he fought the Japanese, it might actually be it can't be earlier because they already have rifles. Yeah, uh, but the or they have I think they're muzzle loaders actually. Um, but through but but we do have this question about like we've seen these battles, and we have a sense that there's this history of fighting. That all the people who fought before are either dead or old or they think there's no honor in what's going on now right? mm-hmm. um, and that somehow the 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 kingdom is somehow the kingdom is hollowed out mm-hmm. which gets at this interesting question because the title of the show and, and to be clear this is this is as far as I can tell this was never a Korean TV show this was a legitimately you know how netflix will have a net netflix original but they bought it from someone else yeah as far as i can tell this is legitimately netflix was the original network netflix paid for it a korean language drama but the title of it is kingdom in english and the title of it in korean is also the english word kingdom so if you see those korean letters they don't spell out the korean word for Kingdom if you pronounce them, you literally say King dumb. Like that's literally what it says. Oh, okay. And so the title is definitely kingdom, not zombie kingdom, not, you know, the de- undead kingdom or, but there, but that's not a spoiler because they literally show you the king becoming a zombie in the opening credits. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there is thematically a sense in this that, Everything that's going on with the cannibalism, with the zombies, is kind of metaphorically about the kingdom itself and and where the kingdom is and what's going on with the kingdom itself. I see. And so everyone from the younger generation, not everyone, we have some who are disaffected, but the sense, even from the beginning before the zombie apocalypse happens, you're already dying. Mm -hmm. You're already dying of bad nutrition, you know, not, you know, starving, uh, this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And that soul. The
0: environment is cannibalizing you.
1: Yes. Right. Yeah. And that Seoul or. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Hanyang. Hanyang. That, that uh, Hanyang is cannibalizing the rest of Korea. Uh, quite interesting. But you also have to get to the zombie apocalypse must end in. Well, they've already used our expectations against us. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there's a way that they can continue to use our expectations against us. Because we're like, well, we know that Korea isn't overrun by zombies in the 17th century. Because, or if they are, they defeat the zombies. But I wonder if there's a way that they can overcome that in some way. Uh, so, like, if you, like, let's say that there's always only going to be two seasons. Let's say you know you're going to end it. You could very well have a, a scene where they've taken down everything, where everything's good. Uh, everything ends. And then the last shot is in 2019. And you see a zombie crawling out of the cave or something, you know, something along those lines, but there's got to be some way in which we keep up the dramatic tension. Even knowing that Korea doesn't have zombies today.
0: Gosh, I wonder how much longer they could do that. <laughs> they would have well, to make that a modern English show or a modern well, uh, Korean show.
1: Yeah. I mean, you get really far with just worrying about the characters that we have on the screen. Like, will these yeah. guys survive? And yeah. I think the well, there is also, like I said, I don't. Th- I will say this: I don't think that these are based on actual historical people. Like, I don't think they're pretending, like, in this king's. Again, I'm not a historian of medieval Korea, uh, but I that this king's reign, this thing happened. But here's what really happened. So it could end up in the end. This is all set in, a, in an alternate universe where Korea is overrun by zombies. The end. <laughs> <laughs> like that could be where they go with it.
0: That i i don't want to visit that alter, alternate yeah. history all right well we have talked for two hours about this show yes. and it's well deserved but we need to wrap it up yes
1: yeah, so i'm getting i'm getting steam steam pop-ups telling me that engineer mike is uh uh playing video games right now rather than yeah. engineering us so yes we we'd better we'd better we'd better, we better call wrap. it for now for this our special have, bonus episode
0: bonus episode has wrapped up then okay
1: west through hall nina
0: West
1: Hall, Doc. Pop Medieval was recorded in our Nerd NerdHaven studio. Your hosts are Dr. Richard Cotton Noakes and Nina Matthews. Our audio engineer is Engineer Mike. Original music provided by Dr. John Ginny. For more information, visit our website at propawesome.com. That's slash ecom Thank you for listening. What's his name? Is it Benedict Wong? Is that his name?
0: Yes, yes, I Benedict will Khan. I will watch
1: him do anything. I just Oh he's I, amazing. I, I just love that guy. He completely he could be the he can, he could be the nerdy rocket engineer or he could be the great con and I completely buy Khan him. con of cons. Yes, the con Khan of cons. I completely believe him in either role. So
0: He he was in Doctor Strange with Benedict Cumberbatch right, he and was. he was clearly <clears throat> the superior of Benedict's. Yes. <laughs> I do. I appreciate his his Benedictness <laughs> over the Cumberbatchness of the other Benedict. That's
1: true. I wonder how 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 they directed those scenes. Ben Ben. Now I mean Benny One versus Benny Two. Cumberbatch. Right.
0: Stop being so wooden, Wong. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs>